Hey guys, uh, Tim here. Um, real quick, um, this is a recording of a live show we did uh, last week at the New York City Podfest or something um, in New York City. Um, I just wanted to say a couple things uh, to help it make a little bit more sense if you're listening. Uh, number one, we came out to, we took the stage um, with, uh, to uh, some rockin' music and some sick videos of karate fighters um, projected on a screen. Um, so we refer to that a bunch. So just know that happened. And also before, for some reason before we uh, started uh, the show, these two guys from the festival, I think they were running the festival, I'm not exactly sure what happened, nobody really told us what was going on, Um, but these two like kind of bland looking white guys took the stage, Um, so like we thought people could have thought they were us because we're also two bland looking white guys um so yeah we make reference to that because they came out and like talked to the audience for some reason for like five full minutes before the show started um so yeah that's this um i think everything else we explained um if something visual happened uh we tried to say it for the listener but if not it wasn't that important Alright guys, um, here's the thing, and we'll be back next week with, like, Fast Food Friday or one of those dumb shows. Alright guys, see ya. You, you just looped the song to fill up the dead space, though, right? Let's... Guys, what happened was... We were supposed to send over a, like, a keynote presentation a few days ago, and we screwed it up. We, like, exported the wrong thing, and then we made everybody, the wonderful people here at the NYC PodFest, scramble for, like, 15 minutes right before we took the stage, and they were not happy, and they shouldn't have been happy with us. And then, um, like... But it, it's it more than out. just that karate video, but, like... It's mostly the karate video. Yeah. I mean, that was the big thing missing. It was like, otherwise, uh, you know, how do we start the show? (laughs) What else do you have in the notes? (laughs) I feel like I came up with a lot more stuff than you did. Uh, Yeah, you brought your backpack? Yep. You going to school after this? (laughs) Fashionable. Adults with jobs carry backpacks. There'll be more sick burns like that throughout the show. Tom, say the thing that you say. Oh, uh, hello, welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. And And I'm Tim. (laughs) All right, roll that Alex Inc. trailer. Did you guys think those other two guys were us at first? (laughs) I was very confused. Yeah, like, like did they recast I, us? <laughs> I thought our show was being hijacked. Like, we we kind of weren't told much before we came out here, mm-hmm. except that we couldn't use our fog machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this place is gonna be filled with smoke right now. That's also true. They really don't like us here. <laughs> uh, and then, like, right before, it was like, uh, t- uh, somebody's going to intro you real quick. We're like, oh, okay. And then, like, two guys that kind of looked like us came up on stage. T- 
Do you think when they make the Alex Inc. version of our show, those guys are going to be the Zach Braff and Christopher Moltisanti of our show? Oh, Christopher's in that yeah. show? Yeah. How come he's not in the trailer? I don't know, because they're... I don't know. He's a great <laughs> asset. He's a great asset, I think. Sorry, I'm not checking my phone. I forgot I don't have my, uh, my one thing here. Yes, I have it. Okay. It's set. So, um, real quick, hey, thanks for coming out, everybody. I'm going to look some of you in the eyes. Sustained eye contact with each of you. Um, do people here listen to the program that we, uh, the podcast? Is there anybody who doesn't listen to the podcast that we do? Is there anyone who thought they were just here for an exclusive sneak peek at Alex Inc.? <laughs> ABC this fall. All right. Um, gonna, sorry to the people who don't know us. Um, that sorry that to the karate video is about as good as it gets, though. I thought I'd be like more pumped up during that karate video, <laughs> and that I'd be like running around high fiving people. But I, I mean, why do you think that you could have done that? I know. I just wasn't feeling it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fake it. Oh, that's good. You're a man of integrity. So, who's caught up on the, the show that we do? Like, uh, do you, you obviously listen to it within hours of release? We did an episode last week, and we just want to address the elephant in the room. Uh, it was about Steven Spielberg, and we got a lot of feedback. People did not like the episode at all. And they, like wrote us emails and wrote on the internet about it. It was mostly because of you, Tom. It was entirely because of me. I'll, I'll own up to it, yeah. You had a bit mm. where you pretend... Well, explain the bit. <laughs> I had a bit. We were doing it about Steven Spielberg, and earlier in the day, I said to Tim, you know, it'd be funny, I think. I'll pretend like I think Steven Spielberg is Steven Van Zandt from the E Street Band. <laughs> and Tim, to your, again, to your credit, you were like, that doesn't really make sense. I don't think that's, I don't think that's funny. Yeah. Like, even as like a stupid thing, I think that's too stupid. <laughs> but I was like, no, 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 I'll double down. You did, and for your part, your commitment was phenomenal. Yeah. Because you derailed literally everything I said for an hour. Yeah, we heard from like a few like Steven Spielberg fans that were like, uh, yeah, I didn't hear, there wasn't anything about Steven Spielberg except occasionally uh, when a movie did get brought up, Tom would uh, mention that he hadn't seen it. <laughs> we lost sponsors because of it? Yeah. Yeah, next week's episode's ad-free, thanks to me. <laughs> Presented without interruption. <laughs> we'll probably throw a free ad for Alex Inc. in there. So, Tom has asked to address um, the audience. The elephants in the room. Yeah. That's how the saying goes, right? That's, that wasn't a nice thing to say. <laughs> uh, yes, I have an apology I've written that I'd like to read. 
Oh, also, I forgot to mention uh, this bit that Tom's about to do where he reads his apology. Um, we did that on the show uh, last week, as you know. Um, so, you know, it's the same material, but it was very funny. So uh, either listen to it again, um, and you can hear all the crowd's laughter, um, or skip, you know, a minute or two. Look, good material is good material. You just gotta, you just gotta use it, you know what I mean? All right, bye. <clears throat> To the listeners of The Complete Guide to Everything and the numerous sponsors who have pulled their advertising to the show in light of last week's episode. Last week in the episode Steven Spielberg, I erroneously thought it would be humorous to instead pretend that I thought the episode was about Steven Van Zandt, AKA Little Steven, AKA Miami Steve. (laughs) This was wrong. Not only was this not very funny, I did not know that much about Steven Van Zandt. Outside of his band affiliations, and of course his humorous nicknames. To Steven Spielberg, I am sorry. You were recently snubbed for an Oscar for the, recent, for the excellent film, The Post, which I have not seen. You also have a new film out called Ray. <laughs> you also have a new film out called Ray Player One. And as I understand it, you are also an executive producer on Jurassic Park, The Fallen Kingdom. Wow, what a busy summer. (laughs) The last thing you needed was for a man on a podcast to spread mistruths, claiming that another man directed all of your work. (laughs) To Steven Van Zandt. I regret not learning more about you outside of the fact that you are very little and somehow affiliated with Miami. I'm still not sure how. In the spirit of your character, Silvio Dante, on the HBO series, The Sopranos, I hope that you can, eh, forget about it. (laughs) We still have time? Okay. (laughs) To the E Street Band, and especially Bruce Springsteen, AKA The Boss, AKA Broadway Joe. I am sorry. At a time when you are starring on Broadway, a lifelong dream for many. You should not be made to doubt whether your guitarist and best friend has been betraying you this entire time with a secret double life, masquerading as famous film director Steven Spielberg. (laughs) To the fans of The Complete Guide to Everything, I apologize for the confusion, anger, and sorrow that I caused during last week's episode, meant to be a fun look at Hollywood, but turned out to be a harrowing look at the depravity of man and a cautionary tale about forcing a dumb joke long after its welcome has worn out. And most importantly to our sponsors, the numerous mattress companies, meal preparation services, and internet websites. As a mea culpa, we have canceled this week's episode about Steven Van Zandt. (laughs) Where I planned on thinking that Steven Van Zandt was actually award-winning filmmaker Steven Spielberg. Please instead enjoy this episode where we talk exclusively about urban legends, a topic well within our range. Much like how playing the character Silvio Dante was well within the acting range of Stephen Van Zandt, who had never acted in a television show before The Sopranos. I have been under an undue amount of stress due to a number of the television shows I like to watch being on hiatus. 
as well as the pressures of raising my three young boys as a single parent. But I will not use that as an excuse. I had originally planned to petition Tim to do this live show about Fortnite, a video game that is currently popular with teens and myself. But I understand now is the time for, now is not the time for me to talk, but instead listen. Immediately after tonight's live show, I'll be going on a previously scheduled vacation, which has nothing to do with this controversy, where I will take the time necessary to reflect on what I have done. Thank you for your patience, your understanding, and most of all, your undying loyalty. Sincerely, me, Tom Reynolds. Thank you. Thank you. That was nice, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome for doing that for me. You were that. legitimately broken up about that. Like, you texted me the next morning and you were like, bad news, people didn't like the podcast yesterday. Yeah. And normally, and I was like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, normally I'm like, fuck these idiots. Uh, we're always like, fuck these idiots. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> We just have to edit that out of every episode. Is it done recording? All right, good. Fuck those idiots. It wasn't done recording? Fuck. Now we're going to have to edit that out. Mm. Um, no, I had a very... It, it affected me because all... Usually when people say bad things about us on the internet, it's both of us, but in this case, it was just it's me. It's just you. And normally when it's both of us, I could be like, they really mean Tim, but, you know... They're trying to be polite by also saying I suck. And I had told you ahead of time. That was the other thing. Like, I got to claim victory. I enjoyed this week very much. Um, so I had a bad week because that happened. Like, Monday morning, that happened. And I was like, ah. Like, I, I saw the emails and everything. And I was like, ah, well, I have something good to look forward to. I, uh, I have a new workplace, a new writing space. I'm going to go there. How exciting. I get there, and the, the guy who's showing me is like, hey, you write those uh, Mega Man books, right? You don't write the Mega Man books. No, I don't write the Mega Man books. And I was like, no, it's not Mega Man. And then when I had to explain what it was, I was like, I mean, I guess it's not too far off from Mega Man. It's a little worse than Mega Man. <laughs> um, but then after... Uh, Just kidding about that, Tom. It's better than Mega Man. It's fine, Tim. I'm used Are, to... Is Mega Man books... Is Mega Man books? Is there like uh, an extended an M M E U? A Mega Man extended universe? Yeah, I'm sure I'm there are about. books about them. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. Um, I'm never ready to laugh at my questions. But then after like uh, you know being uh, you know upset about that, I went to my writing place, the desk. Is what a lay person would, like you would call it. <laughs> and I was the only one there, and he was like, uh, you know, okay, I'm gonna get like your key ready, I'll come find you later. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I was like, you Is know, anybody else confused about what he's talking about? Like where he is or what's happening? It's just the in man running the office. He was okay, like, I'm right. gonna come back okay. with your key. Okay. And uh, key in the what? writing space, you can't say anything, you gotta write it down. No talk. What the hell? <laughs> No, I mean, they don't even uh, encourage you to, like, write things to each other, I don't think. Show of hands, who's, like, a little confused about what Tom's talking about right now? I can't see the lights are too bright. <laughs> no, I think they all get it. Um, 
I'm in a workplace, like a co-working place. Okay. But nobody's there except for me and the guy who thinks I write books about Mega Man. And I've told him I'll write books about Mega Man, man. And then I'm like, all right, I've got to really hunker down and make sure this show's good. Let me work on that. And let me go through uh, the last show that we did in England. And unbeknownst to me, as I'm like going through the slides, the guy taps on my shoulder to give me my key. And this is what I'm looking at on, on my laptop screen. You're going to be in the way here. <laughs> that's Sonic the Hedgehog. That's, that's Sonic and Knuckles. Knuckles is Sonic's friend? The red one is Knuckles. Yeah, Knuckles, sometimes he's the enemy, but sometimes he's his friend. I mean, in this case, it looks like maybe even a little bit more. This isn't official. This isn't from Sega. Is this from the S-T-H-E-U? The Sonic the Hedgehog Extended Universe? Yes. No, this is just like uh, something a pervert did. And that you were looking at at that I work. Was, I was looking at it at work after being like, no, I don't write Mega Man books. <laughs> so it was a very embarrassing day for it. It was a fucking hard week for me. <laughs> Coming back over here. Anyway. Should we get into the topic? Yeah. Ooh, I was asking Tom, not you guys. I was like, hey, who likes topics? All right. My head really, should I go sit over there? Is that too far away from you? No. <laughs> all right, geez, I know you're gonna get all uh, emotional about it. I don't know, I'm just trying to think. Best way to do things here. I think we're good, I think we Let's just power ahead. Let's take a five minute break and think about it. <laughs> and we'll come back. We'll have the fake Tim and Tom come back out. <laughs> Show the Alexing trailer again. I like those guys, but do you think that one guy was lying about how our show was the Absolutely. Yeah, right? Come on. He didn't even ask for an autograph. <laughs> Says that about every show. Anyway. <laughs> do you want to talk about the topic? Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to share something that I probably shouldn't share. Well, th then you should. Later. They don't sell beer to you guys here. No. Sorry. <laughs> this week's they, top. What? They don't. They also don't let you um, use fog machines. You didn't tell them about before. <laughs> we literally handed them a fog machine two minutes before the show started, and we're like, "We didn't even Can hand you go it. Somebody that in? <laughs> Somebody was like, uh, don't worry about that. It's my, uh, This place, we don't know how to work that thing. It would have been so... That's a, my heart and lung machine. I need that for the stage. It does produce quite a bit of exhaust. <laughs> Urban legends. Urban legends. This is kind of a Tom topic. What's that supposed to mean? Classic Tom topic. It's not, you told me, Tim also vetoed, I wanted to do a, <laughs> I wanted to do a bit where, uh, 
I went through uh, where I thought the topic was urbane legends. <laughs> and I was just gonna have a bunch of slides of very polite men. <laughs> like Victorian portraits and stuff. And it was like, no. You've learned nothing. <laughs> Your apology was false. No, I... <laughs> you know what? You told me and I said, you know what, Tim? The last time you warned me about something... You you're, still put this right. in the show, though. <laughs> <laughs> necessary. Yeah, that's true. I think describe it. It was a picture where, like, Sonic was tickling Knuckles' feet, but also, like, kind of sucking on him. <laughs> and, like, Knuckles didn't like it, but he kind of did like it. Much easier to show a picture. Also, thank you, New York City Podfest, for... Uh, uh, doing us a solid and replacing our uh, keynote five minutes before the show so, we could, so we could show this picture. It's necessary. Sorry. Urban uh, Legends. Okay, Urban Legends. You got an intro to this, Tom? Not really. Okay. <laughs> you guys know what Urban Legends are, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Tim, what are some of your favorite urban legends? Right. I'm reading from the script. We have different, I think different definitions of what, we didn't really talk about this, I, but we have different <laughs> definitions of what an urban legend is. I don't think we have different definitions. Yours just... seem to be all, I'm looking at this list, seem to be all monsters. <laughs> and mine, the best urban legend, uh, three men and a baby, the, the ghost boy in the, in the, right? Does everybody know about this? Explain it to people who have Okay. Ted Danson. You don't need to go... TV Sam Malone. Steve Gutenberg. The Silver Screens Officer Mahoney. And Tom Selleck. You might know him as Magnum P.I. You might know him as uh, Richard from Friends. Mm -hmm. That season of Friends where he dated Monica. Yeah. Yeah, these three guys, bachelors, living it up in New York City. All of a sudden, a baby shows up on their door. Their doorstep. Outside their apartment. Okay. They have to raise this baby. They don't know. They're men. Why don't they call the cops? Because I think one of them was the father. Okay. Ted Danson, maybe? Ted Danson? <laughs> so anyway, they're filming this movie. This is all movie I'm describing. And um, they, they're raising this baby, and they're walking around this apartment... And then uh, in the apartment, at one point, there's this, this, uh, this uh, silhouette of a, of, a, of a young boy. Mm -hmm. Turns out that's a boy that died in that, uh, that apartment. And it showed up on film. Yeah, but that's not actually what happened. That's not what happened, but that's what the man at the video store told me <laughs> when I was like seven. Uh-huh. I swear to Why God. Why were you talking to the man at the video store? When it, you were was a, it was a different time. You know how, you remember when you're like a little kid at like before Blockbusters? Uh -huh. Like, you'd engage with the guy at the video store. Golden Video on Deer yeah. Park Avenue? You know that one? You guys know that one? It's out of business now. Oh, it went out of business? Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> Several years ago. Huh. Um, yeah, me and my friend were in there, and he's like, because you know, you... DVDs? I, that might have been, actually, at 
Yeah, and they were oh. probably like, well, we're going to replace all this stock. That's when, like, I think it costs like $27 to rent a video. Well, VHSs were like $200 for the store to buy. Yeah. Well, he, he had a couple of live ones. What he did, he, me and my friend Sean were in there, and he was like, hey, check this out. There's were your a... parents there? I don't recall. <laughs> they must have been, but not in my memory. Maybe they were in the uh, adult section behind the... That's where the adults go. <laughs> they had grown-up movies like the Pelican Brief back there. Right? They might have had something called the Pelican Brief, but it was not... What, like pelicans having sex with humans? <laughs> Hadn't even occurred to me, but maybe. I can't picture a pelican right now. <laughs> They have the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was getting a maybe confused you with the You were thinking of a toucan. Oh. So this man was talking to me and Sean, and he was like, you know, there's a ghost in this movie. I was like, I saw that movie in the theater, no less. There's no ghost in that movie. Why are you bragging to this guy? <laughs> and and when you're seven, you, there's not much to brag. why did you see two men and a baby in this? Three men and a baby, you <laughs> asshole. Three men and a baby I would not go pay to see. Three. They showed that on TV. Uh, my two dads. I saw it for free every Friday night, baby. Why did you go see Three Men and a Baby in the theater when you were presumably like six? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. My parents were big Gutenberg oh, you freaks. Weren't, you weren't also going to the movie theater by yourself at six? No. Maybe. You could in those days. <laughs> anyway, you're talking to the man at the video store. Yeah, and he was like, there's a ghost, but it's only on some of the, uh, only on some of the copies of the VHS, because that's how ghosts work. So he's like, rent this now and go watch it. And he told us the scene, and he's like, then come back and rent the same movie next week. <laughs> and I'll give you the copy that doesn't have the ghost so you can compare. Oh, so that's what you mean when he said he had a couple of live ones. Yeah. <laughs> so he was just grifting kids into... It's a solid business I think model. they did cut that out because uh, people were too scared. Babies were too scared. I was too scared. That chilled me to the bone, Tom. See, this is what I think the difference is between like your urban legends and mine. Like Yours are easily disproved. Okay. Mine, how can you prove that you didn't find a monster? I mean, you can do that all the time. I didn't find a monster today. But that doesn't mean they're not out there. We'll get to my monsters later. Why don't you do your... Uh... Oh, yeah, you're going to go one for one. <clears throat> the Hamburger Man. There's a man, he, was, he lived on Hamburger Hill, but that's not why they called him the Hamburger Man. I mean, part of the reason why they called him the Hamburger Man. The other reason was that he would uh, take his victims, he was naked. Oh, I wish I had a picture of him. I, I, I mean, I do have a picture of him, it's not, no. No, it was like a, a computer. He kind of looked like a hamburger too. But then like again- Like a hamburger head? Like a little bit of a hamburger head and a hamburger body, because remember, he was naked. Like, 
Mayor McCheese or... Yeah, like Mayor McCheese, okay. just kind of like a squashed down guy. Okay. Um, but he would kidnap people that uh, mistakenly went up on Hamburger Hill and uh, put them in a hamburger machine and turn them into uh, ground meat and eat them while they were alive. They weren't alive after he put them through the machine. <laughs> Phil Collins um, had a song in the air tonight. Yeah. And he invited this man. He, let's take a step back. <laughs> Phil Collins was on vacation. Yes. He was up on a cliff somewhere, I think. Yeah. He saw this man drowning. Mm -hmm. And Phil Collins was like, you know, help the man, right? And his friend was right there. Yeah, and he's got a set of pipes on him, so, you know, you yeah, can hear Yeah, but him. he was too far away. But he saw this man standing right on the shore, mm -hmm. just looking like this, his arms crossed. Wouldn't go help his drowning friend. And Phil Collins and that other man watched the drowning man drown to death, Tom. And then what? Then Phil Collins wrote a song about it, debuted it at a concert. Mm-hmm invited some random man to sit in the front row, sang in the air tonight, and guess what happens? The lights go down, mm -hmm. a lone spotlight on the, the man he invited in the front row. It's the man that watched the other man drown. <laughs> then the cops came and arrested him, and he got the death penalty. How did he convince the cops to let him play a song before they arrested him? <laughs> Because the cops are like, we can't, we can't arrest this bloke who's in England. <laughs> okay. It's like, you don't have evidence. And he's like, watch his face. All That's the all the evidence you'll need. And it was a, it was a sting operation. Yeah. Well, that story kind of ruined uh, what I had set up tonight to finally bring the hamburger man to justice. <laughs> Can we get the spotlight on the hamburger? You've invited just... the hamburger man to this live performance? I told him there were free hamburgers. He couldn't come fast enough. Wait, so the hamburger man lives on Hamburger Hill. <laughs> grinds live people into hamburgers, but he also really likes regular hamburgers. You know what? And he looks like a hamburger. <laughs> That's the... He looks like a hamburger. Uh, I, I didn't specify if they were people hamburgers or not. So, you know, he can't accuse me of lying because I didn't. Last thing you want to do is lie to the hamburger man. He assumed if you invite the hamburger man out for hamburgers, he's going to assume you mean hamburgers made out of people because that's what he likes. <laughs> Duh. Let me tell one of my other favorites. Yeah. I have so many. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you do a couple, because then we have a game to get to, Tom, and we really gotta get to that, because we have spectacular prizes. Yes. Um, I won't go over Goat Man. <laughs> what about 911 Clown? Oh. <laughs> Tom gave me a list of all his urban legends he wanted to, I haven't heard of any of them. So 911 Clown is uh, this girl was uh, babysitting, and she called up uh, the dad of the kid she was babysitting, and was like, uh, hey, do you mind if I put a, like a, a sheet over this clown statue in the, in the kid's bedroom? It's creeping me out. And the guy just very calmly said, get out of the house and call 911. And she did. 
And it turned out the kids had been telling their parents that a clown had been coming in to the, uh, their rooms and uh, eating con- cotton candy in front of them or something like that. Something creepier. That's something a clown does, yeah. And he was there, he was going to eat the kids because the parents were gone. I don't know what he was going to do. <laughs> something bad. Maybe even something worse. Uh, so it was a statue? No, it was a, a, a person. It was a man. It was a little person. Where did you hear this? The schoolyard, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who makes up urban legends? Is it all just third graders? Uh, and our current president. <laughs> right? Tim, please. Ooh. No, it's too... You're dividing the audience. Um, it was a little person, so that's why she thought it was a statue. Like, if you saw, like, a six-foot-tall, you'd be like, nobody has a six-foot-tall clown statue. But, like, a three-foot-tall one, you'd be like, eh, maybe. <laughs> the one thing... Did you name this 911 clown? <laughs> no, the one thing that doesn't check out is there's no, no word about the kids being like, hey, that's the clown, that's... <laughs> That's the guy. But apparently, when, when the babysitter came in, he just froze because he didn't know what to do. He hadn't thought everything through. I think that also factors into him being a little person. Like, he knew he could kill all the kids, but, like, you know, babysitter too, that's tough. He could be... He, uh, he was waiting to kill kids because they were smaller than him, but the babysitter, she was in very good shape. She was like an Amazon. She was... <laughs> I didn't make this one up. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about the mysterious disappearance of the bassist from Iron Butterfly. Okay. Because I, I really freaked myself out in like 1996 reading about this on the internet. Um, 1990s? Were you on like ARPANET? Were you at a military base? Maybe 97. Because all I know is that it was on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Wow. Yeah, and Iron Butterfly, everybody knows yeah, it loves. Yeah, we were going to, that's why we were going to have the fog machine. And trench coats. And trench coats. But I could only find on short notice women's trench coats. Um, and like they all had like they were too flashy. <laughs> you know that Robert Stack vibe. Yeah. So uh, Iron Butterfly was a band that did uh, Inagata De Vida. Tom, sing it. Inagata De Vida, baby. Yeah, and uh, don't you know that I love you? And then the Inagata De Vida, honey. That's what I'm gonna do. That's the organ. Yeah. So the bass player for that band in like 94 disappeared. That was his part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they mysteriously disappeared. They couldn't find him. It really freaked me out. But then I looked it up today. Yeah. They found his body in 1999. He just drove off a cliff. (laughs) 
that's just that's not an urban legend. That's true. It's there's like a news article about it. He drove off a cliff and they didn't find it for like 20 yeah, years. I guess not. How big? How high was this cliff? No, they didn't. They they found it in 1999. I just didn't check in since. But I'm saying even then, it's like it, what 23 years he was missing. Yeah, when he was on the Nobody bottom of the sea, that. I don't know. Oh, it's one of those cliffs. Yeah. Over the sea. Yeah. Maybe the very same cliff that uh, Phil so Collins watched the man die from. Tim, you're criticizing my urban legends. This isn't an urban legend. Yeah, this I know. I messed <laughs> up. I fucked up, Tom. I, I admit it. This is a solved missing person case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. But that wouldn't be a good show topic. Complete guide to tragedies. Yeah, well, neither was telling it. <laughs> like, it wasn't... Yeah, I just ran out of... Well, tell everybody about you, the... You gotta add some... You gotta be like, okay. and there was a clown there. <laughs> and then he called up his uh, bandmates and said, Hey, can I put a guitar case on this clown? You gotta adapt the story to fit the situation. Can I put this clown in a guitar case? Maybe like a big upright bass case? You think the basis for Iron Butterfly played an upright bass? He could have. I mean, like, maybe not on that song. You don't know their other songs. I know a lot of their other songs. <laughs> you don't know a lot of them. I don't have time songs. to go through the other songs, but I know a lot of them. All right, do, do, we're very low on time. Uh, we're allowed to Which go one as long as I we do? want, right? <laughs> We're not allowed to go. Tom, do your favorite one. You can either do the well to hell. Uh (laughs) You could do something called humans can lick too. (laughs) Goat man is still unexplained. Well, I thought that one is a tragedy. He is a science experiment that escaped. Wait, is that the SNL sketch? No. The fucking Jim Brewer? No, that was cruel. That was mean to both Goatman and his victims. Should I do well to hell or the man? Yeah, just hurry up. (laughs) So in Siberia in 1989, the Russians, the Ruskies, which we now know are bad guys again, they dug this hole 14.5 kilometers deep into Siberia. They were looking for who knows what. Probably just oil. Yeah, oil. <laughs> but then when they put instruments down there, guess how hot it was. Instruments. Guess how guess how hot it was down there. They, they put they put like an oil seeking instrument and they were like, no oil. Let's put a thermometer down there. Let's see how hot it is. The first thermometer came back. The uh, mercury busted right through it. Wow. Yeah. So they got a bigger one. They put it down there. (laughs) 1,000 degrees Celsius. And they were like, what the hell's going on down there? Let's put a microphone down there. Guess what they heard before the microphone melted? Did they hear hell, Tom? They heard hell. They heard people screaming, we're in hell. Help us, this, it's terrible down here, this stinks. 
put a next drop a rope down. Like a, a, a good one, I guess. Like, as you know, it's very hot down here, but then the mic melted and they didn't hear anything else. Then, <laughs> gas burst out. Not what you're thinking. Not a, you're thinking, uh, I'm just, Satan fart? That's no. not what I'm thinking, Tom. You know that's not what I'm thinking. Gas burst out in the shape of a giant winged demon. Uh, and it put the words in flames in Russian, because it knew it was in Russia. It was in Russia. I have conquered. And then presumably went back down. I don't know. I don't think it was actually like a wing. It was just like a representation of a wing demon. And they were like, no, no, no. And they, they immediately started kicking all the dirt over to fill the hole back up. And we're like, ooh, no, thank <laughs> no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Not check, today, please. Satan. <laughs> I, I'm going to talk about the other one. What's that? The man uh, from Torrid. Yeah, okay. So this guy, 1954, Tokyo, Japan. Take yourselves there. <laughs> Gets off a plane. Uh, and he's like, uh, I don't know where my hotel is. And they're like, all right, well, let's look at your passport. I, I forget why they had to look at his passport. It wasn't... <laughs> I asked you before we, we took the stage today, uh -huh. I was looking over your, your, the names of all these urban legends, and I said, do you know the stories behind them, or is this going to be like yes. a five-year-old explaining? And you went, I know the... I know the stories. So, he had a passport from a country called Torrid. T-A-U-R-E-D. And they're like, what is this? There's no country called it. And he's like, yeah, it is. And he's like, get me, get, get me a map. I'll show you where it is. He spoke fluent Japanese, though. Okay. And he pointed to a country, and they're like, that's not Torrid. That's uh, Andorra. And he's like, the hell it is. It's Torrid. And they were like, all right, look, pal, we'll put you in a hotel tonight. We'll get the sword out in the morning. Come back to the hotel next morning, gone. Disappeared. And they locked him in the hotel with a bunch of security guards. What? <laughs> Not with, they were in the hallway. They gave him some privacy. But yeah, unsolved mystery. Uh, not, I mean, the hypothesis is... is that he, uh, he was from a different dimension, of course. He was from a parallel universe. He like went into the bathroom on the plane as they went through like a wormhole. He, I guess he would have been in the bathroom on a plane in a different universe. And then he got swapped. And then who knows what happened after that. Do Chilling. Wanna, do you want to do the, uh, <laughs> the the fun game? Yeah. Let's play. Oh shit! I didn't put in the music cue. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll this, sing, this is what we're gonna play. I'll hold on, hold on. Move, move your, move your. Yeah. Go back a slide. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Yes. And now we're gonna play. Dun, 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 Real dun, urban dun, legend dun. or something Tom just made up. Woo! 
Do you want to do a head-to-head situation? Yes. Yeah, two volunteers, please. Yup. <laughs> Miss. Sir. Uh-oh, wait, what's happening? I mean, we can, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're good, you're great. Too late now. Hello, thank you for, can we, we don't have music cues. All right, I'm gonna play a music cue here, but it's not for this, Hi. but it'll just kind of bring us to the thing. All right, welcome to Real Urban Legend or something Tom just made up. Hi, what's your name? My name is Savannah. Savannah, let's hear it for Savannah, everybody. Here, Savannah, come up back here. And what is your name? Brian. Brian, everybody. Tom, you don't. Tom. Yes. You don't talk to the contestants. No, you uh, stay there. Tom, come on, you're my guy. Yeah, I'm staying with Brian. <laughs> He's nice to me. Brian, I was calling on some a whole other guy. And I like, just said that to hurt you. I was, I was, I was, I called And like you. a true Tom fan, he knew that, and he just ambled up here anyway. <laughs> All right, so here's how the game's going to work. I'm going to read two we urban... We don't really have to be this far away from each other, though. Well, the light's in the way. We're going to read, I'm going to read two urban legends. One's going to be real, one's going to be fake. You're each going to say which one you think it is, and we'll tally up at the end, and you guys will win uh, the... An unbelievable prize, to be honest. <laughs> Tim, do you have any questions about the rules? You have to explain the rules a little bit better. Tom's going to read some things. You tell which one is the fake one, which one is the real urban legend. Real <laughs> urban legend doesn't mean true urban legend. I think... The way Tom explained this to me, real urban legend means an actual urban legend that Tom read on the internet somewhere? Yes. Okay. Cor correct. And the other one is from Tom's so mind. Someone else made it up. Is the, the real one? One Tom made up, one Tom thinks is true, but is not true. All right. The first... Does that make sense? All right. The first two. Does that make sense? Mr. Rogers was a uh, former Navy SEAL with uh, hundreds of kills during the Korean War and wore sweaters to cover up tattoos. <laughs> or the average person can make themselves buoyant in fresh water if they consume more than 200 peeps in a single sitting. <laughs> which one did I make up and which one is true? You made up Mr. Rogers. Um. The second one. The peeps? You think the peeps was made up by Tom? Peeps are the candy? Yes. Okay, the first one. Rogers is the one that you made up. Okay, the other one. The other one. Oh, which one was false, Tom? Uh, the peeps one was false. Point to Savannah! No, I did not make up Mr. Rogers. The Mr. That's Rogers an one. True fact, right, Tom? No, it's just a bullshit story. <laughs> but it's not my well bullshit done. story. Sleeves. Hmm? I've always heard that legend about his tattoos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Hmm. I think we all might not be clear on the rules. Or... <laughs> That's why I asked you to explain them. We're good. All right. Here are the next two. 
a motorist confounding. A motorist helps out, uh, sees a car broken down on the side of the road. The owner, uh, he helps him out, he changes the tire. The owner of the car asks for that man's address to send him a reward. Weeks later, the motorist receives a $10,000 check from the man, Donald Trump. Or, <laughs> Dairy Queen never officially removes an item from their menu. If you request an item that has been discontinued, they have to offer you a replacement item from the menu of equal value for free. Which one is a real urban legend, and which one did I make up? Now remember, all right, wait, hold on. Which one is the one that Tom made up? That's an easy way to say it. Right? Which, okay, yeah. Um, Tom made up the, the check, the first one. The, the... Donald, Donald Trump. Yeah. We have a policy, Tom. What's that? Never mind. Uh, what do you guys think, Trump? No, this is not, this is not part of the game. Uh, I mean, the Trump one's so again. unbelievable that it just might be true. So what, which one do you think I made up? Uh, <laughs> I think you made that one up. God, you're both wrong. Wow. Mm. And of course he didn't give somebody fucking $10,000. I mean, that's not even real Yeah. Boy, you guys are not All right, doing too well. Let's move this along. This is going to be the last one. Uh, a typical blue whale ejaculates 400 gallons of sperm, which is why the oceans are so salty. <laughs> or... Much like the Mothman, there are rumors of a pigeon man that lives in, in New York City. Most sightings came after a 1996 interview with David Schwimmer, where he claimed Rudy Giuliani vetoed a script containing a joke about it in an attempt to quell any possible hysteria. Wait, Rudy Giuliani vetoed a friend script Yeah, joke? he was the mayor. They vetted all the friend scripts in your mind by Rudy Giuliani? This is David Schwimmer saying this. He could be lying. Yeah, Schwimmer. Which one did I make up? The whale one is the real urban legend. Okay. So Tom made up the... Schwimmer. Schwimmer, yeah. Just to see if I can pull the tie out, I'm gonna do the other one. Well, you're wrong. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we do have prizes for both of you. Thank you uh, to our winner, Savannah. And then this other guy, you don't have to shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's gonna kick my ass later. Brian, you get uh, an audio tape of our Christmas live show from years ago. <laughs> Savannah, you get a bottle opener that plays uh, a song when you open a bottle with it. Never, you know, a lot of times the batteries are dead. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. Now it's going to keep doing that throughout the rest of the show. <laughs> going to keep doing that for two more hours until the show's over. This is my microphone. Do you want to do the, ne the mundane bucket list, Tom? Or do no. you want to? Okay. 
do I need to... Uh, plan to screw you. <laughs> what? I had a segment that I wanted to call... <laughs> Blindsided, starring Tim. Wait a minute, was this why the, the genophile... Don't ask questions! Tom, we have to keep this moving. Tom, what would you say is an appropriate tip to give a waiter or waitress at a restaurant? It depends on the service, but normally 20% is what I tip in New York City. Let's say we went to Phoebe's. On uh, February, I think, 28th. What the hell is wrong with you? Is this real? And we all split the check. Everybody's check came out to 23.41. After the split. After the split. So we all get a... So wait, this wasn't even everybody's check. This is my check. You took a picture Well, they split it. Yeah, okay. It was your customer. You, sl- you left it behind, fair and square. Like this. So, People that like root through garbage for National Enquirer, <laughs> like, hey, it's in the So garbage. the total bill is $23.41. Now I watched you glance at everybody else as they filled out theirs. Across the board, Tom, $5 tip. But here's the thing a 20% tip would have been $4.68. So by your judgment, that's probably. Five dollars is a little high. Okay. You tipped four dollars and fifty cents. She comes out to twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you move it? Nineteen point two two percent. What is wrong Below with you? Below your 20% threshold. Why do you think this makes me look worse than you doing all this? 18 cents. 18 cents is what you're saying. I stiffed somebody off. Look, why not just leave $5? (laughs) It it makes the math easier. What do you care, $4.50? I don't... You called the the waitress sweetheart numerous times. (laughs) I did not do that. (laughs) I did that. (laughs) Blindsided! I'm glad we cut a few segments so you can do that real quick. Hello. Okay, hold on. Hello and welcome to Tim and Tom Solve Your Problems. My name is Tim. I'm, I'm Tom. And we're going to solve your problem. Is Matt here? I am here. Matt, get down here. Please. Can I bring something Yeah, 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 bring it. Okay. <laughs> Matt sent us an email today. It's taken him a long time, and we have uh, the, the... Matt wrote, hello, gents. Here's my problem. My go-to toothpaste flavor for the last year has been lime-flavored Crest. 
Nice to meet you. Um, that was a fucked up pancake. That was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of you can Tim. come over here. Yeah. You come, come, come here. Go say hi to Tom. Hi. You gotta get close enough that we can smell if this is the case. On one of your recent episodes, you mentioned how weird it is that we all just decided that mint would be the toothpaste flavor, which is why I was so happy they came out with a lime toothpaste. Lime. Was that for a, you know, adults? <laughs> I think so. Lime. Okay. Lime spearmint. Okay. Yeah, Zest. Um, however, Crest has recently discontinued this toothpaste, and I only have half a tube left. Do I have to join the downtrodden masses and return to minty ennui? <laughs> or are there other options for me to explore? P.S. I will be bringing my half tube of lime toothpaste to the show. <laughs> Just in case. Looking forward to expanding the horizons of my mouth. Oh. I wish I could go sit back it, down. Yeah. Expanding the horizons Matt, of my here, mouth. Grab that mic. This is me and my lime toothpaste. It's a great toothpaste. There's no like cameras here. <laughs> Can I? Here, Tom. Do you have those toothbrushes? I know you have limited. Can I try a little bit? I brought it for a reason. Oh, okay, cool. You can talk about why you like the lime toothpaste. Mm. Mint is so generic. It's just like, you know, it makes your mouth taste fresh, but not satisfied. Like, Are you a lime guy? I looked up some reviews just of this. Just a little bit. And uh, homeschool mother I mean, more than that. Com no, okay. <laughs> wrote, gave it a one-star review, said, full disclosure, I'm a huge lime fan. <laughs> Key lime pie is my favorite dessert. If a recipe calls for lemon juice, I put in lime instead. Much to my husband's chagrin. <laughs> Given how delicious the vanilla and chocolate versions of this lime were, no. I had high hopes for this flavor and saved it for last. Disappointed. Tim, these cheap toothbrushes we bought have plastic in them. <laughs> There's a big piece of plastic in mine. How's the... How's the toothpaste, though? Tim, I gotta be brutally honest here. It tastes like mint toothpaste. <laughs> oh, come on. Tim said we should get the small cups because they look more dental. Yeah, you probably don't want water. You just ingested it. I'm just enjoying it as it is. Um, yeah, you're not gonna find that. Ugh. <laughs> Did you do this to put on a show for everybody? <laughs> Eating toothpaste? <laughs> Tim, you just invited some He's... New York City weirdo up here that get, gets off on eating toothpaste in front of a crowd. We were gonna do something nice for you. But maybe not, now that you're a creep, we know. <laughs> we thought 
we could show you how to replicate the taste. Well, and you had suggested at first that this might be suitable because this has great regular flavor. You get that going. Okay. And pay attention, Matt. Because this is how you'll do this from now on. A toothbrush. Yeah, if you want to try it out. <laughs> we insist. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. Uh, how do I open this toothbrush? You know, the normal way. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I meant to go back to the, uh... Oh, sorry. Sorry, everybody. I fucked up the whole end of the show. Not Hold on. <laughs> well, Tim, he said, talk to him. I know, it's creepy. I just wanted to... Matt, you got blindsided. That's gross what you're doing. You shouldn't be doing this. All right, this went off the rails. Matt, here, take this water, please. Here, get one of those dental cups. I only have 80. All right. Thank you, Matt. Oh, you get a lot of different prizes. We'll hit you up. You get a, you get a bottle opener, a tape, and a couple posters. We'll get those to you. Um, and find one some of them's Farrah's faucet. We, we got the we got the light, Tom. So, uh, good night, everybody. Thank you for thank coming. Thank you so much for New coming out, everybody. Thank you to all the people. Uh, thank you to the New York City Podfest. Yes. Sorry we made your lives hell, and um, you're all wonderful people. We're gonna go to uh, this bar called Eastwood down the road. You all have phones if you want to uh, say hi and get a drink. We'll be there. Thank you, everybody.